Happy Easter, everyone. Everybody having fun? Hey, what a great morning, right? What a great morning to be at church as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm excited you're here today. Everybody glad to be here? What a great morning. Hey, before we jump into today's message, I want to take a few minutes and let you know what's coming next week. Next week, we're starting a brand new series here called This Is Us. This is us. You guys know that? This is us? Okay. But we're starting a brand new series next week called This Is Us, and we're going to talk about um, what God is doing here at Hope Community Church and what makes this family so special. So if you've been thinking maybe it's time to get back into church or maybe you're looking for a church home, this would be a great series for you. Come back next week. Jump in. We invite you to be a part of this journey. Some of you here have been a part of the Hope family for a long time. And uh, this is going to be an awesome series for us, just to remember and celebrate what God is doing at Hope Community Church. That's next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Today is Easter, and uh, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Uh, we're in the Gospel of John, John chapter 20, if you have a Bible or a Bible app. And John is going to give us an account of this moment that we remember. How, do you know that, how many of you know that this was a moment that changed the world? It was a momentous moment that changed the world. It's a moment that's changing lives and still changing lives today. Uh, but you got to see it to believe it. How many of you know that there's some things in this life you just got to see it to believe it? It's like my son Hudson. Got a picture of him. Oh. <laughs> Both my kids have these beautiful blue eyes. Uh, but Hudson, he's got, he's got this brown caramel skin and bright blue eyes. It's very striking. And uh, wherever we go, we always get comments. You know, whoa, look out. Lady's got to look out. Lady killer. <laughs> like, you're in trouble. I know. <laughs> Last time I went to Walmart, me and Huds, had six different people stop me and comment about his eyes. And the best one, I'm at self-checkout, just checking out, minding my own business. And a uh, lady comes over. Oh, look at those eyes. Oh, girls are going to be in trouble. <laughs> and then the best part, she's like, hold on. I got to go get my friend. <laughs> Two minutes later, she's back with her friend. Oh, look at his eyes. <laughs> just some things you got to see it to believe it. I don't know if you've ever been anywhere and just seen, you know, something spectacular, a part of God's creation. Um, spent a lot of years living in Colorado right next to the Rocky Mountains and seeing the sunset over the Rocky Mountains with the oranges and the pinks and the purples. It's just an incredible thing. I, I, had, a, I had a friend that went to Iceland. They took a bunch of pictures and videos. It's the land of fire and ice. And uh, they just said, wow, you know, so beautiful, so amazing. Pictures don't do it justice. You just got to see it to believe it. Have you ever been somewhere like that? Or uh, March Madness, if you follow March Madness. Um, I don't know if you, uh, you follow in March Madness, but uh, NCAA tournament. It starts out with the number one seed playing the number 16 seed, which just seems totally unfair to me. And uh, the one seed has a record of 132 wins to zero wins for the 16 seed until this year, right? 
And uh, some of you know, um, you know, I, I don't really follow March Madness, but uh, this is the uh, Baltimore County Retrievers. Is that right? Okay, yeah, yeah. See? But I loved how, so the number 16 seed beat the number one seed for the first time. So now the record is 135 wins for the one seed and only one win for the 16 seed. But somebody got a win. And one of my friends put on Facebook, after that game, that's the sound of a million brackets being blown into smithereens. I love that. How many of you guys know that dead men don't rise? But one man did. His name is Jesus. And he won the victory. And that's what we celebrate today. And people saw it. And they believed it. And their lives were transformed because of it. And my hope for everyone in this room today, as we're gathered here on this Easter morning, is that you would have a chance to see it and believe it. And would God transform our lives today as well? So we're going to read the account of that day. It's in John chapter 20. And uh, I love the video that, that set it up really well. You saw the whole story leading up to, the, to uh, the resurrection. Jesus died on the cross. His body was sealed in a tomb. And then came Saturday. Saturday. I love that. That's going to have to use that. Sealed in the grave, here's the record of what happened next. We'll read the whole story together, so bear, bear with me. It's a powerful story about the empty tomb. John chapter 20, verse 1. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. And he said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. That's hilarious, by the way. Like, I beat you. I beat you to the tomb. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in pieces, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and he believed. You can highlight that. Do you hear that? He saw and he believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus um, had to rise from the dead. Then the other disciple went um, back to where they were staying. Verse 11, this is where Jesus appears to Mary. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. She wept. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels, saw two angels in white, sealed, sorry, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said. And I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Isn't that interesting? She didn't recognize Jesus. That's really interesting. 
Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I'll go get him. Then Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, don't hold on to me, for I've not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I've seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. That would kind of be a bummer. It's like Jesus shows up and you like accidentally missed it. Like, oh man. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, he had to wait a week. <laughs> a week later, after his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. It's many of us in the room today. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So I read the whole story for us together, even though it took a couple of minutes just to read that. Because I wanted you to hear the different accounts of people who saw Jesus alive from the dead. And you'll notice that the word see shows up six times. And the word believe shows up eight times. And then there's that final challenge at the end where it says, This was written so that you may see and believe and that by believing in Jesus you may have life in his name. And so we can see and we can believe. And that's the message of Easter today. So let me pray and then I have uh, three, three thoughts for us today. God, thanks for this morning. Thank you that we're here to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And thank you that because Jesus is alive, we can be alive. So God, I pray that as we're looking at this story together, God, I pray that you do a work in your hearts, that you would breathe new life into our hearts, and into our souls, and into the situations that we're all facing today. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I have three thoughts for you this morning. Three things that I see in this passage. Number one, the first thing that I saw as I was reading this is that Jesus didn't appear to people who believed. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but Jesus did not appear 
to people who already believed. And I've heard it said, oh yeah, Jesus just, he rose from the dead and he appeared to people who already believed. You read the story. Did you guys see it? No one believed. No one expected Jesus to rise from the dead. Let's check out just a few of the the responses. You have Mary. It's Easter morning. It's dark. She goes to the tomb. The stone is rolled away. She looks inside. Jesus is gone. And what is her first response? It wasn't, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive, was it? It was, he's gone, he's gone. Someone has taken his body. Isn't that interesting? And Jesus shows up and he begins to have a conversation with her. She doesn't even recognize it's Jesus. How come, how come she couldn't recognize Jesus? I think it's because in her mind, she couldn't imagine a situation where Jesus could actually be alive. Then you have Thomas. Thomas is one of the 12. And he doesn't believe it, does he? He doesn't believe that Jesus could be alive. And we may have some Toms in the room today. And he's saying, no way, no way is Jesus alive. I got to touch, I got to touch the nail prints. There's no way he's alive. I don't believe it. In fact, if you read the story, you'll see that none of the disciples that showed up at the tomb on Easter morning believed that Jesus was alive. And that's one of the reasons why I think this story is real and powerful and genuine. Because you know what? If somebody was making this up, they would have all shown up at the tomb believing, huh? If this was made up, oh, they all would have believed. Because they had heard Jesus say, and we read this in our previous series, Jesus had said, I'm going, and then you'll see me. They didn't get it, did they? And so on that morning, Jesus appeared to people who didn't already believe. If I was making up this story, you know what what would have happened? We would have all been at that tomb that day, and we would have been counting down. It would have been like 10, 9, 8, cue the sun, you know, 7, 6, Five angels, you know, four, three, two, earthquake, one, Jesus. But it wasn't like that, was it? Yeah, Jesus didn't appear to people who already believed. He appeared to the heartbroken. He appeared to the skeptical. And some of you, that is right where you're at today. And what I want to say is that it is not too late for Jesus to show up in your life. Because he didn't appear to people who already believed. But he appeared to people who saw him alive and believed in him. He, he appeared to people who saw something, blew their mind, and they believed. And that's my next point. And what I love about the Easter story Did you notice that each person in the story came to believe in the truth of Easter in a little bit different way? It's kind of like us. We're we're a room full of people, and each of us has come to see and believe in the truth of Easter in a different way. And you see uh, Peter and the other disciple. Did you guys catch that? Peter and the other disciple. Now we know this disciple that Jesus loved is the apostle John who's writing this story. 
but he's the disciple Jesus loved. He's got a little bit of a machismo thing going on. You catch that? Because he and Peter are racing to the tomb. Not just running, they're having a race. And by the way, John happens to pause in the middle of the Easter story to mention, and I got there first. (laughs) I think it's hilarious. So I think we know who's writing this account, don't we? Because no one would mention that they won the race unless they were the one to win the race. This isn't made up. John, the disciple Jesus loved, he pauses. By the way, I won that race. I got there first. They get to the tomb. They look in. What do they see? They see the graves. Suddenly it says, they saw it and believed. Then you've got Mary. She can't imagine Jesus is alive. Jesus is talking. To her, she's the gardener. And in a touching moment, Jesus says, Mary. And when Jesus speaks her name, she sees, she believes, he's alive. And then you have the 12, they're all locked in a room, they're totally terrified. Jesus comes, he shows up, and they're like, he's alive, he's alive. Scripture says they were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And then you got Thomas, good old Thomas. He's like, I got to touch the scars with my hands. Jesus shows up and says, Thomas, feel these nail prints. Feel the wound in my side. It's me, Thomas. And he sees and he believes. Everybody in the story comes to the truth of Easter in a different way, huh? Isn't that amazing? Just like all of us in the room. Some of you, you... Believing was easy for you, like Peter and and John. Some of you, it took some convincing, like Thomas. And others of you, you said yes to Jesus when you heard Jesus call your name. We all have a different story. But here's the cool thing. John says that this was written. John 20 says this. Let's pull that. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. And that's why this account is in Scripture. This account is written by people who saw and believed. And did you know that in a court of law, eyewitness testimony is called direct evidence? And that's what we have written for us In the Gospel of John, we have eyewitness testimony. We have direct evidence that Jesus is alive. Well, how do you know? How do you know this isn't all made up? How do you know people actually saw Jesus and believed? And I would point you, besides the genuineness of the responses, besides John having to brag about outrunning Peter, I would point to one embarrassing fact that, to me, says this isn't made up. There is an embarrassing fact in this story. And it wouldn't be embarrassing to us in our culture. But did you notice that the very first witnesses of the resurrection were women? Did you catch that? 
And in the ancient world, in a court of law, a woman's testimony was not considered credible. I know it's wrong, right? That's messed up. But in the ancient world, a woman's testimony wasn't considered credible. So if this story was made up, I'm telling you, the men would have been there first. In fact, Peter and John were racing to get there. And you know who? A woman. They're not making this up. This is real. This is genuine. This is, these are true stories of people who saw and experienced Jesus alive on Easter morning. And they saw and they believed. Last one, their lives were transformed. There's an interesting statement in John 20. I don't know if you caught this. I've always wondered about this. John 20, 22. Seeing people's lives transformed. Um, it's, Jesus says, or John says, with that, Jesus breathed on them. Isn't that kind of interesting? It's like, you know, how's my breath? Like, smell like hot? No. It says, with that, Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. What's with that? Do you remember how the Bible opens and God creates humanity out of the dust of the ground? And do you remember how humanity came alive? Didn't God breathe on them? And what, G what John is saying is that Jesus, the resurrected Christ, showed up. He breathed on them. He breathed new life into their soul and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And the powerful truth on Easter morning is that because Jesus is alive, you can be alive. Because Jesus is alive, you can be free. Because Jesus is alive, God can breathe new life into your situation. Because Jesus is alive, there is a new story that can be written in your life. Because he won the victory. And because Jesus is alive, you can be alive. The death and resurrection of Jesus was a life-changing event. Because in the death of Jesus, he died on the cross for our sins. He took the punishment that we deserve. He bore it on his shoulders. It was nailed to the cross. And three days later, Jesus rose from the dead so that we could have new life and a new relationship with God. And that's the gospel message. And that's the message that can change your life. But how do you experience that transformation? And what scripture is showing us is that it starts with seeing it and then believing it. And the third thing, and this is important, receive it. Did you catch those two? Did you catch the scripture? Jesus breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. God is inviting you to receive new life today. John 1.14 says, to all who received Christ to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. God, let me into your family today. I'm inviting you in. And some of you are here today and you've seen it and you've believed it, but you have never received Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've never confessed your sins and said, God, come into my heart, come into my life. 
And today, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Today is the day of salvation. You may never have another moment like this in your life. So right now, while you're sitting there, I'm asking you in your heart to say yes to Jesus Christ, to say yes to new life, to say yes to forgiveness of sins and freedom and a life with God. And so right now in your seat, I invite you, say, yes, Jesus, I give my life to you. I confess my sins and I invite you into my heart and into my life. God, would you breathe new life into my soul right now in the name of Jesus. He wants to breathe new life into your heart and into your soul. And if you said yes to that today, then the Bible says that you have gone from darkness into light, from under the wrath of God to freedom from sin and victory in this world. And so what I want to do is if you said that prayer today, come on, Hope Community Church, let's celebrate those today who received Christ as Lord today. So I believe it. I believe today some of you in this room said yes to Jesus Christ. And this is the power of Easter. This is an opportunity to see and to believe and for our lives to be transformed. And so here's my encouragement as we leave this place. As we go out of these doors, let's not live like Jesus said. As we leave these doors, let's go and let's live like Jesus is alive. Amen? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the cross, for forgiving our sins. Thank you for the life that we can have in Jesus. God, we are glad to be alive. We are glad for the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. Thank you for raising us up from the muck and the mire and for putting our feet on the solid ground of the cross and the resurrection. God, bless these families as they go from here today. In Jesus' name.